Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Jonah Radio. Listen, if you listened last week, you would have known that we have a new sponsor called Warby Parker. You know, I'm cool and I wear glasses and they sell cool glasses. They do. It's very, uh, very like re- uh, retro style glasses that they uh, that they have. And it's, uh, it's the kind of style that I like. It's Warby Parker, and it's the new way to get boutique-quality, classically crafted eyewear at a revolutionary price point. Revolution! Libya is up on these price points. By buying my Warby Parker glasses, it was really simple. I went to the website. I picked a bunch of frames up to five, and then I like I, I measured the, how far apart my eyes were. And then you, I just did the home try-on program that allows you to order five pairs of glasses, and then it shipped. They shipped them to me, and then I, I tried. And then I tried it. Uh, I tried them on. I figured out which one fit my face best, and uh, they were really cool, real vintage style, you know, that uh, that thing you like. So basically, if you go to WarbyParker.com and you put in promo code Jonah, you know, usually it takes uh, 10 days for them to send you these uh, five five frames. They'll send it to you in two days. They'll send it expedited shipping if you put in the promo code Jonah at WarbyParker.com for free. So please do that. WarbyParker.com, sponsor of Jonah Radio. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jonah Radio. We all seem very quiet in these headphones. You know what's going on? All right. That's better. Okay, good. Is everyone good on that? I'm good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Jonah Radio. Cash is at a baseball game because he is the sportiest guy we know. He likes the most exciting of sports, that Cash Hartzell. Um, and uh, so he's uh, in his place is uh, the Neil Mahoney on the Neil Mahoney's. Neil, how's it going? Oh, <laughs> double duty tonight, huh? Double duty. You I sure mean, you want to? You want to do? You don't really have to do anything. So Cash doesn't do anything on the show. I don't know. We'll find out. Because I'm going. Like, eh, this is like a fifty-fifty <laughs> chance. This is just all going to be a waste of time. Well, you know, it's only uh, it's only our guest that's uh, going to be the one that's upset about that. Adam Rodriguez, my brother in residence, is on a microphone for the first time in a while. Yes, <laughs> and that's why. Wow. Uh, and our guest. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest tonight is comedian Christopher Thayer. Chris Thayer, how's it going? Good. It's great to be here. Is it? it yeah. The, now dog, the dog's nice. The dog's nice. <laughs> Everything else, not so much. Ooh. Listen, I'm not a real nice person like your friend there, Pete Holmes. Oh, I, come uh, on. Um, here's the thing. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't going to jump right into this right away. But you did. Uh, no, no, it has nothing to do with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that. Um uh, Pete's a friend of mine, and I think he's a very funny comic. Let's change the subject. What? Does <laughs> he hates me, doesn't he? No, he does. He does. That's why we uh, we are always at odds. Oh, Two God. tall, white, doughy guys, really going at it. Um, <laughs> the, here's the thing. Um, you recently took a venture down to. I'm guessing. I don't know. Fucking Garden Grove to take a picture of uh, Bradley Knoll from Sublime's gravesite. Yeah. Uh, West, a sweet selfie. Westminster. With you? It's Westminster. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, please, 
I don't care either way. Was that ironic or not ironic? You're way into Bradley Knoll. Yeah, it it was there was a long period of um shame like all the sublime cds went into the closet for a long time all the sublime cds the two they no, made. i had like eight or nine of oh them. like all the bootlegs like, and yeah, robin the hood it's, it's really bad yeah, you yeah, had robin yeah, the hood yeah. with that track with gwen definitely yeah. had robin the hood yeah then there uh, was uh just there was there were bootlegs there was like stand by your van and secondhand smoke and yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah and then uh i hid that for a very long time yeah and then uh a couple years ago i was like i still you know like hear it in my heart (laughs) (laughs) where are you from uh i lived in uh here in southern california i lived in redlands for a while which was awful and then i lived in el paso um which is awful and then i lived in tucson which is um it's bad but compared to the other two it wasn't that bad really Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah when did the good start Mm. um and so, being a kid in the what pretty much is just a bunch of deserts, Southwest, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. the you the what sang to you was the uh, ganja rhythms of uh, <laughs> yeah. a trio. The, it was I call them the Guy Fieri Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really carried me out of of hard times or whatever. I don't know. I liked them when I was like twelve. Yeah, yeah. How old are you? I'm 27. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm 30. Uh, Adam was way into him, but Adam's like a surfer from Hawaii, so that kind of... Yeah, I used I, to be really into him, and... Uh, it's okay if you're still into him, Adam. Adam like likes to downplay a lot of don't. stuff. I, I was actually... I, I was adamantly against last week when we were working. Everyone there except me uh, wanted to listen to reggae. I was like, I'll give you guys your hour or two, but let's go back to something good after that. You know, when we used to drive to school together, he would force me to listen to the same fucking Bob Marley Greatest Hits album oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, I remember. I remember him and his friends would be so stoned, and they would just repeat, they would just rewind and repeat the part in jamming, where he's like, and I hope like a jamming, and they would crack <laughs> up and listen to it over and over again, and it fucking drove me up the wall. Yeah. There's nothing funny about it's that. It's like a meta stoner no. favorite within a stoner favorite. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is this one part where he kind of giggles at himself for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making and then like here's the thing, Bob Marley's great and Sublime has a lot of catchy tunes. Um, I understand why people hate them. Well, people hate them. Yeah, and I understand why. <laughs> well, it's it's you. It, you know, the thing is, you're not the typical Sublime fan. Yeah, you're, I think I take. I'll, I will admit that I do think I, I take like a sick pleasure in that. Yeah, like it's, but it's not ironic because I do really like them and I listen to them all the time when I drive around and and. Uh, you know, years went by between me having to go buy bootleg records and me accepting that I like them again. So I downloaded all these torrents. It's it's even worse now. Wow, it's like out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like he's one of those guys that would just get stoned and just remix his own songs and just do a bunch of different versions, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of, <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you know, I don't want to like uh, you know, music is you can't say any music is really bad because you know. Um, you never you you could say Britney Spears is bad, but like, how could you tell like a little girl that is like way yeah. into Britney Spears? Yeah. That so you're comparing Chris to a little girl. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you're like a little lady. I get that a lot. Yeah, you're, you're um, into what you're into. You know? Yeah, it's fine, but it's it's weird to me. Like it's like because like that's like your band. Sublime's well, like your band. Mm, no, nah, I mean, I you went down to the I did where the dude there. is in the ground. I thought he's not actually in the ground there. 
Uh, <laughs> then why'd you go? Fun fact: You wanted I, I to see thought a... he was, and I realized that he wasn't. Oh, you, you just so you went like, down oh, to yeah, see a plaque. They scattered his ashes in some surf spot. No way, right? This is like a memorial. (laughs) Also, when you go down there... Spread me where the sweetest curls go. (laughs) When you go down there, which I'm sure you will, uh, (laughs) we went to the front desk to find out... Because I had the directions to the the site, the grave, I thought, from online. And uh, so we went to the front desk, because I don't know my way around this cemetery. sorry, the front durst? (laughs) 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 And we were like, how do you... uh," We were looking for a grave, and they were like, okay, fill out this form and put who you're looking for and when you think maybe they died. And I said, well, we actually have the actual grave marker and all the stuff that we're looking for. We just need to know where that is. Yeah. And she was like, okay, what's the name? And I said, Bradley Knoll. And she's like, I'm sorry, we can't tell you where that is. At the request of the family. Oh, wow. So then it turned into this really fun, like, detective thing where I looked up videos on YouTube of people who were visiting the site. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what's in the background and, and where does that fit into the oh, landscape wow. of the cemetery? And then uh, it was the one with all the um, spray paint and condoms on it. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's probably got a lot of, like, shitty things on it. Yeah. It's probably, uh, it like like, it's probably desecrated book. by Sancho. Sancho was always out <laughs> yeah. to get him. Yeah, his punk ass finally got revenge. Yes. <laughs> um, Condoms. Like, there was like a weird canister can? in the ground, and I opened it up, and it smelled bad, and it looked like there was more than one condom in oh, there. Oh, jeez. Because they, they were trying to get... <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to get people conceived on April 21st, 1992. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah well. that's, that's another sweet... All right, we're going to take a break for a song. <laughs> um... Yeah, let's say uh, you know what? Let's play a let's play a song by the new uh, the new EP by Matt Berry. It's really good. It's called Medicine. Oh, my. 
Medicine by Matt Berry off the EP. Medicine. Maybe it's a single. Maybe it's a single. I'm not fun. sure. I'm not too sure. That was fun. I took a little trip. Um, did you... Uh, so you've been doing comedy for how long now? Coming up on five years. Five years? Yeah. Wow. You're really good. Thanks. <laughs> I wrote you a long time ago. Did you? Long before I started doing comedy. Because um, you were one of the only people that I knew of who did comedy yeah um you know anthony anzalone right for mickey and the mouses and mean reds and all that stuff yeah yeah okay so through anthony i knew of you because he lived here yeah and we were like best friends in high school uh um, really yeah but i wrote you on myspace a long time ago and i was like how do you do that <laughs> basically did i respond yeah you were like you're like well you basically have to learn to mat uh to what did you say like masturbate basically yeah 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 yeah. you're like you'll become an expert at the art of master crying masturbating and crying and that was your whole response to me (laughs) jesus christ so i gave it a couple more years (laughs) really really, my skills you know what it you know what it was i it's probably was that around like 2005 six yeah yeah i like you know that was your stock answer for 2006 no 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 (laughs) it's it's just i think it was um I was I, I I never really felt comfortable um, doing comedy, yeah. and I was doing it, and like a, like in you know things were working out okay, but I yeah. I never felt like I was anyone to say oh, anything yeah, totally. about it. I feel weird. I don't like to. Some people ask me for advice. Not many people, thankfully, and I feel like I, I have nothing. I don't want to say anything. Yeah, and I was only probably like three, four, or five years in at that point, and. I was like, I don't, I don't know, and like, yeah. I, I would try to maybe be funny. I'm surprised I even responded. <laughs> like, and and like, I really thought maybe you were fucking with me. I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> I like, even now, even now, I have a hard time if someone asked for it, like, I was like, what do I know? Yeah. Like, I because I feel I've just happened into everything that yeah, I've done, and and now five years in, do you like you agree? It's like it's kind of like it's like it's hard to tell somebody you got to find your own way. Yeah. There's no, like, you know, there's no way around it besides just doing it. I asked, when I was like six months into doing comedy, I asked a couple people for advice that I was, didn't need at all. Like, that was way ahead of, I was like just worrying about too much stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I wrote Patton also on, on MySpace. Nice. And he wrote me back. And like, he sort of, <clears throat> it was really, uh, he kind of, Gave me non-advice as advice, which was the best thing that you probably could have done. But he was like, you'll learn more from your mistakes than anything I could tell you. <laughs> oh, nice. And then I did That's a show. way better than mine. I got to do a show with him recently for like the first time ever. And then after the show, I was like, hey, thanks for this advice that you sent me. And I still had it in my MySpace. <laughs> in oh, box. wow. And I screen grabbed it and was like, check this out. Oh, that's great. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Man, it makes me wish I would have. 
Ask somebody? <laughs> no, not ask them. Like, just been better at, you know, giving advice. Now I'm, I'm a little better, but. Yeah. Just steal that and say that. Yeah. Yeah. Your failures will teach you more than anything I could. Yeah, I know. You know what? There is one thing I did that I, I don't know if I should have, but it was like some kid was, saying, you know, it just, it was like a kid kind of looked like me. You know, like he, like he messaged <laughs> me on Facebook and I just happened to read it and. I was just like, I was and like, he's like, I want to do like, you know, like I like all this comedy. No one ever seems to know what I'm talking about. And I just like felt, I was like, Oh God. And then, um, he's like, kind of want to start doing comedy. And then I just sent him a long message back. And then like in a weird fit of just like overly, you know, being invested in it. Yeah. I was like, here's my number. If you ever need to talk to me. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, and then he called me and then like, I talked to him for a while. And then like, I realized I was like, I was like, oh, this kid's fucking like 15. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a 30 year old man. Like I was like, don't tell your parents. <laughs> I gave you my number. Now, you, now I know. You now were saying that you said that. Yeah, don't tell your parents you're talking to a 30 year old guy. No, no, they think Keep it's it really cool secret. that you're talking to me. <laughs> well, well, well. Um, but so you were, uh, were you in bands and you were? Uh, um, I I went to shows a lot when I was a t- a teen. In uh, teen. Is this in like what town is this in? All of those towns, pretty much. Uh, I, like first El Paso, I went to like you know, uh, I saw like at Ma- the drive Mad Caddies and No Use for a Name. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I actually missed at the drive-in. I have a bad story about missing that. Yeah, because they're from El Paso, right? Yeah, I was in middle school, and I, if I had heard it, I, I wouldn't have been able to understand it anyway. It wouldn't have made no, any sense to me. It wasn't for kids. I I, I couldn't have liked it. I yeah. know that I couldn't have liked it. Yeah, but this uh, friend of mine, his older brother's friend, came over to us one day and was like, "Have you guys ever heard of at the drive-in?" And they're like, no, who's that? What's that? <laughs> and they're like, oh, they're a local band. You guys got to check them out. I wasn't going to shows or anything. I was like listening to Sublime and yeah. Blink-182 and stuff. You and were like, were like the, the punk that was being given to you over... Yeah, the, yeah. pretty much. That I could buy in the uh, seven CDs for one penny out of a, like a... Yeah. I, I did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he was like, you got to check them out. So I went to this record store, the one like independent record store on our side of El Paso. And I remember I looked at the CD. Via had just come out. Oh, that that's a great EP. I just looked at it, looked at the back, didn't know what to think of it, put it down, and looked at literally looked at more Sublime CDs. <laughs> <laughs> and then years later, I became obsessed with that the drive-in, and I'm still like kicking myself for never having gotten to see them. Yeah, th- you know that's like I had heard about him, and I remember hearing like I think in Casino Out being like these guys trying to do like Rage Against the Machine or so. I just you know like I wasn't <laughs> ready to completely understand, and I yeah. kind of just put it off inside. But then when Via came out and that thing, man, like it's just like it's so neat. Just the it looks it, you know the the cover of like that boombox, the mm-hmm. clear boombox. It doesn't seem like it should sound the way it does. Yeah, and, yeah. and then just it was you know I liked it much more than I ended up liking Relationship of Command. Yeah, because it was just it was like Relationship of Command, but like that like that album was produced by like a fucking hard rock guy. The cool thing about Via is that was like every, it was like the same kind of crazy hectic music, but it was like toned down somehow. I weirdly liked acrobatic tenement a lot oh yeah uh which was i think i read that they thought that they could add effects to that afterwards and they didn't get to so it's (laughs) it's very jangly and stuff. yeah yeah it is i like that one i think that one's my favorite one i might have just spent the most time with that one yeah but uh i like that one i think the most it's uh did you guys ever get into at the drive-in at all or uh probably just whatever k-rock or whatever it's crazy that they ended up on k-rock yeah at all and like they blew up so big it was such a huge song and then for it to and then they just like quickly just yeah. i was a uh, we we just did a nerd podcast recording with uh um the guy the singer from my chemical romance 
and I, I never got into that band, but like uh, he talked about like you know talking to those guys about how it's just like you know you get big and then you can't you can't pick the people that come to your shows. Yeah, yeah. You can't you and like you you can't get upset about the people that come to your oh, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a uh, you know that's the thing that I heard happen to them a lot, which is like they just couldn't handle like you know they're playing their songs and there's people just fucking punching each other oh, yeah, in the pits yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. every band, you know, like Nirvana, like, you know, talked about that all the time. And, yeah. you know, Fugazi, Fugazi clearly has to just, that, yeah. you know, stop yeah. entire shows to do that. It's so, I don't know. But even after at the drive-in, I mean, the, like, fandom of Mars Volta was, like, completely insane. Like, I went to go see um, All Tomorrow's Parties in Long Beach when they did it on the Queen Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Iggy and the Stooges were headlining. Yeah. And I really wanted to go see that. But Mars Volta played same stage right before Iggy and Stooges, and it was like pandemonium. People were getting crushed against the barriers, and pe- there's this girl. I remember a girl screaming to like help me pull push her over the oh, barriers no. so she could get out. Jesus! And then when the Stooges played, it was like tame by comparison. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand it. I was actually kind of mad. I think I was like a teenager, but I was like, these fucking kids. These don't kids know don't anything. know. Respect your elders. <laughs> yeah, hit me, <laughs> stamp me. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a weird thing to that where just like you know you, you're watching like kids go crazy for just like just because they think they're supposed to. Yeah, they're getting violent just because they're supposed to. I think I was a bit of a shithead, but never really violent. I just going back to like was I in bands and and yeah. stuff like that. I think I I always like to like uh, to have a band that I could kind of claim as my own. In the That's local, a, like a know, local scene, yeah, yeah, thing. definitely. So, like uh, in El Paso, I'd never really had one. I was there; I was young, or I was too old, or whatever. But in Tucson is where I met Anthony and Mean Reds. And yeah, those guys. Those guys were crazy. Yeah, and I claimed uh, that. I mean, they, they were like my best buddies, and they would take me on tour with them and stuff. And uh, so, I was you, at, did you meet any of the Rolling Blackout guys, or yeah, or Callie, Danny, and yeah, Callie. Yeah, yeah, guys. we know Callie very well. Callie and, used to get us w- wasted for free at the beauty bar all the time. Yeah, record collection records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, here's so. a here's a neat tidbit about this guy Callie. It's uh, he was running Record Collection Records, which was a little imprint of Warner Brothers. Yes, uh, and it was or, right, a, Broadway Jungle was first or something. Was it there Broadway was Jungle? Thing, originally, there was a thing called Broadway Jungle. I remember, and then. Record collection became a thing. Yeah, All right, and then and the record collection was uh, like the Mean Reds, the Rolling Blackouts, at Harmar. Yeah, and then like I think he tried to get Giant Drag, but then like like they already had signed to another. Yeah label and it was like so it was like this like all these friends who were on the same label and like everyone was hanging out with Callie and everyone was always just like about Callie was just like dude the guy in drag on the in utero disc yeah yeah that's Callie <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's the that's the you know quote unquote junkie that's, nanny yeah from like that was in the house when Kirk Cobain killed himself it was just Whoa. like this the not like it's great and he's like you know covered in tattoos but he's just got this great smile real nice guy clean <laughs> Super and sober nice guy, yeah yeah he i remember you told me a great story like, it's for public consumption <laughs> it's a, what movie were they seeing <laughs> <laughs> the mean reds like fucking crazy kids all great musicians playing the crazy thrashy music and um all in and, high school pretty much all yeah all of them were in high school and they were just so crazy and then uh uh they were on tour uh together with the rolling blackouts uh, on the warp tour, and then the drummer gave for the blackouts, like was caught peeing 
like you know not in a porta potty and so the blackouts got kicked off but they were sharing a bus with the mean reds and so the next show the mean reds like singer just like pissed his pants on stage and that was the story that made it into the front page of that city's newspaper oh, and yeah. then they got kicked off tour they were trying to get <laughs> yes. kicked off the tour <laughs> and that's how they got kicked off the tour yeah um that's but awesome yeah, but yeah i would like follow them around and like just sort of make a mess and like make trouble at their shows and stuff and nice. sort of incite things yeah know, yeah without having any musical talent <laughs> that was fun i did that for a long time that's great yeah yeah i was i kind of had that i was doing a lot of that tour so you know like i would go and just tour with bands like you know i was out here i just i didn't feel like being in bands anymore but i would just i would still like the idea of being around it and yeah. you know i'd go on the road with dios and dios malos mm-hmm. um and just yeah just kind of get drunk start shit yeah just have fun i was always a great uh roadie on the way into a venue and i was a useless person <laughs> at, at the end of the show I yeah. just, nothing i could you know, i would disappear i would just like go and find a girl or you know i would just d- wouldn't be able to carry anything i couldn't i didn't have a driver's license so i was a, a complete worth <laughs> yeah. i would just get totally wasted like use their drink tickets or whatever yeah yeah and then just be a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any any times that that got you in trouble? Uh, I mean, shockingly, like we never got in trouble that I can remember. I there's a lot of fun stories, little stories I could tell. Uh, one time we were crossing the Bay Bridge into San Francisco. Anthony tried to ash a cigarette out the window, but the the we were driving too fast, so the ash the cherry flew into his hair. Oh jeez! And it was like his hair was smoking, and it was so funny to me that I wanted to get everyone else's attention, but I really wanted to help him. So I was like pushing everyone, like, "Hey, look at this!" But at the same time, being like, "Oh, Anthony, your hair is on fire!" <laughs> so he's freaking out and he's screaming and he's like swatting at his hair, and then the cherry it flies out and it lands in a pile of papers, and then it's no. just even worse. Oh, I got it contained, but I mean, that's like a minor one. There was a weird party that we would tour with like Wires on Fire a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buddyhead, great friends of ours as well. We played some weird house show in Central California where Anthony would always like make these dares. He would be like, if you guys dare me to do this, I'll do it, which is just a weird way of him (laughs) saying, I'll do do this. this. Yeah, yeah. But let's pretend I have a reason. So he was like, uh, somehow he got dared to smoke a joint made out of pubes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. So there was just a... a, a I don't know. <laughs> so there was just rolling papers going around this party and people and scissors. Rolling paper and scissors. Oh, God. <laughs> and people were just cutting off their pubes and putting them into this rolling paper. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and so we couldn't like even... They couldn't get through a set. I just remember everyone was shirtless and we kind of took over this party and we were all just singing, we are 138. <laughs> over and, over again. <laughs> and then we went outside and he was going to smoke this this pube joint in front of everybody for whatever reason performance art and he did it and then i remember also being kind of jealous because i wanted to be like the funny and weird one too <laughs> yeah yeah so i was like hey man don't bogart that pj no and i took a hit off of it and the worst part though is like seeing the cloud of smoke that comes out when you exhale and like knowing that that's from incinerated <laughs> pubic hair oh, shit yeah. <laughs> human cells. that's fucking horrible yeah it's awful God damn! I know that. I know that feeling though. Just like, uh, like it's like my place and my group of friends is that I'm the weird, funny guy, and then like this another guy's able to do it. You gotta. What am I now? What am I now? It's so. I I can think of another. I mean, this is like the most extreme one of upping the ante, but uh, their last show ever was at that place, Fay Dodo, which is that really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, 
we got a case of red stripe somehow from the sponsors and there was like totally not necessary they all kind of hated each other towards the end. We got blackout drunk before the show even started. Oui. It was Halloween. I was dressed as Gallagher, but I didn't have a wig. A lot of things going on here. <laughs> uh, I'm standing in front. I'm wasted. And this is like my band's last show in my mind. You know? yeah. It was like really emotional. I flew down from San Francisco to be here. Yeah. Like, uh, Anthony wore these little shoes that were like Keds, like little papery looking nurse shoes kind of. And I remember in my head thinking, it would be funny if I got on stage and lifted my leg like a dog and just pissed on his shoe. <laughs> so I just pissed on his shoe. But I had, I had to keep going. And I was like, oh, the timing is like, it's not funny anymore. So I, But I have to finish pissing. So I pissed in this pint glass. And then he tapped me on the shoulder and was like, I have to pee too, like while he was singing or whatever. <laughs> so I was holding his dick and he's pissing into the glass. <laughs> so then I just have this full pint glass of piss. <laughs> and in between songs, I... <laughs> I got a mouthful of it and I spit it at him. Oh, God. I did a spit take. And, and, uh, and I thought that was funny. But I think, you know, the audience doesn't know, like, this is piss. Yeah. So yeah. I spit it on him. And uh, and he goes, oh yeah, fucking Shamu over here. So I just got zinged, even though I had a mouthful of piss, our piss. <laughs> so then I I looked down though, and I realized I still have like fourteen ounces of piss in my hand. Oh. So I just threw the rest of the glass on him, and he's soaked from head to oh, toe in God. our piss. Our piss. That's, That's a salty banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Shit. Well, that's you got a good... like a staph infection from that show. No. It was horrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to take a break. Okay. With uh, We're going to listen to you. I've been, I've been obsessed with this Armalite album. I can't believe it's taken me fucking seven years to find this Armalite album. But like I said last week, it's Adam from Adam and His Package and Dan Yemen from uh, Kid Dynamite and Lifetime. And it's uh, their band together. Please get this album. It's so good. <laughs>
Okay, that was Armalite, Other Entertainers. This is so good. Uh, guys, this is a. Uh, we're going to just kind of put this on the background. This is a new uh, David Lynch jam. Ooh. David Lynch just put out a new uh, little single. Is this for while you do TM? Yes, this is. Yeah. That's him. David Lynch. Yes, you probably people were like, "This sounds like the guy that would make Twin Peaks or something." Star Dream Girl. Oh no, this is. Are you sure? He's just a weird dude, isn't he? Also him. Yeah. I didn't know if this is. Let me tell you a story. From the Dennis Hopper vaults. So weird. Yeah. I don't imagine. It's not so bad. It's just. It's just so weird. I thought the first one was cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The other one had some. Uh, had some nice little. The, that riff always. It makes me think of like a Gap boot cut jeans commercial. <laughs> um, should we get to our Twitter game? Uh, okay. Uh, so you know. Every once in a while on the show, we, to reach out to the, the idiots that listen to it, we uh, we do a Twitter game, and uh, within that Twitter game is uh, we send out a uh, like a, a you know a prime directive, and that was uh, uh, Neil. Can you explain what it was? Because Cash is gone. Since Cash isn't here, we asked you to make up bands about Cash or Cash bands, Cash Hartzell band names. Yeah, we can do a little. Let's do a. We'll just have this. In the before, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's nice having Lynch in the background. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big phone buff, Cash Hartzell. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Cash Bands hashtag Cash Bands is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like this one from Lee Bennett. Neutral words to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. If you uh, if you're just tuning in now to listen to Chris there. Uh, Cash Hartzell, the producer of the show, has a hard time finishing stories or making a point. And so, uh, yeah, neutral words to tell instead of neutral milk will tell. Um, this is from uh, at Ed A. Salazar, um, Bland of Horses. <laughs> this is so mean. Uh, Mike Henry says they might be Giants fans. That's because that's where he is right now watching the San Francisco Giants play the. Dodgers of Los Angeles. Here's another Ed Salazar joint. Uh, broken story segment. 
Barry Blankenship says he wants revenge, especially after this Twitter game. Uh, Jordan Kiner um, says uh, Allison Chain Jing the subject. <laughs> Ed Salazar, fun. <laughs> Here's one from at Carlos Fugazi. The never-ending story soundtrack. <laughs> the Minx. I don't know. Yeah. Grandmaster Cash and the Furious Digression. Andrew Chamberlain. Yeah. I think that's good. All right. Uh, the Laming Lips. That was another one from the Human <laughs> League. All right. That was it. You know what? I'm so tired of podcasting. It's driving me insane. Oh. It's okay. It's not your fault. <laughs> okay. It's just in general. I know. Tired of it. Okay. That was my fault. Hell? You can go for it. That's just giving up around here, huh? It really is. And it's not, it's nothing, it has nothing to do with you. It's just that these guys <laughs> are fucking tired, and I'm tired of trying to get the energy up in this place. I'm doing a really good job. I'm doing two jobs. <laughs> Adam, what are you doing? You know, occasionally typing, occasionally laughing. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm tired too. I had a few beers earlier. Oh, no. it's great, great. <laughs> so it's all up to me. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You feel good. I'm great. <laughs> you know what? This is a good time to do this. Uh, let's check out your old bands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is all I can go. You're gonna have to meet me halfway there. Okay. Is that in enough? I think. Hold on a sec. Let's name, your, old, let's name your band. He's yeah, got a yeah. couple old bands. Let's go through them. I got a couple old bands. They're all embarrassing, but um, <clears throat> um, I always wanted to be in bands when I was like in high school and stuff. And a lot of times, the, all the musicians I knew were already in bands, so I would always settle for being in like a side project with oh, people yeah. from other bands. <laughs> That's kind of what I did. <laughs> and then we would like practice twice and play one or two shows and then record something that's always the best way to do it yeah so uh, a couple of those uh bands were with anthony who i mentioned earlier anthony anzalone mickey and the mouses check him out online everybody he was also a uh english teacher in japan for a little bit yeah he's got a lot of schemes going yes right now now he's like studying martial arts and like i think trying to go back to japan jeez yeah um anthony in tennessee i think is the thing he's doing with uh spencer moody's like stepdaughter Really? Yeah, like Spencer a, Moody's stepdaughter. That's like a stretch. Well, he released a book of poetry with Spencer. I mean, he did. It's always a stretch with Anthony. It's he. He does what he wants. That's really <laughs> weird. Spencer yeah. Moody from Murder City Devils. Who, well, when we were in high school, he was like obsessed one. with Murder City Devils. So it's weird that he became not only friends with him, but put out a book of poetry and then started a band with his stepdaughter. That is really the stepdaughter thing is so weird. It's like some single. You got you got to hear her band. She's the stepdaughter of the guy that was in a band <laughs> we liked. <laughs> um, no blood. <laughs> we were uh the first band that we i did with anthony uh we came up with the name somehow via instant messenger we thought it would be funny so this is a band called the clit smashers <laughs> um, i remember i think when you texted me that i thought you were being i thought you were joking i knew that you would think that i was joking yeah. because why would anyone name a band that <laughs> i'm sure i was a virgin all the lyrics were about like robots and sex because i was really obsessed with le shock for a really long time i love that band we can talk about that in a little bit but, yeah, yeah uh yeah so this is like 
that but basically it's just like a keyboard and me recording on anthony's computer with like fruity loops or something i love fruity loops <laughs> so this is this is the clit smashers and the song is called pretty precious we'll listen to just a little bit of it sure yeah we're yeah. keeping the mics up on this we uh, can that's fine yeah yeah sure okay, okay. we'll just like listen to it i'll get talk about the song before you play it more okay so this song i mean i was probably <laughs> <laughs> living in tucson yeah. all right here we go that up all the way Is that you singing? Yeah, that's me singing. And Anthony put all the robot music together. <laughs> it's uh, it's good. It's like it's a very lo-fi Lashak. Yeah, kind of sound. Lashak, um, is such a great band. Yeah. They have this one amazing album called "We Are Electrocution," and so many great seven inches. Yeah, a ton of great seven inches that all uh, match up together and spell out a secret message. And yeah, wow. they were really into like weird pieces of vinyl. And yeah, that stuff is hard to find. I'm even just trying to find a "We Are Electrocution." I've vinyl. got all of them. You do? I, I took the plunge eventually and just, like, I, I was slowly collecting used copies of the 7 Inches from the cutout bins at Amoeba. Um, and then I just, you know, it's cheating, but I just eBayed, like. Yeah, that's why I try not to do I, I think that takes a lot of the fun out of record collecting. But if you're just, just trying to finish. You were just trying to finish up the. Yeah. And I got, yeah. like, doubles of some of them, like, weird ones, like a, a 5 inch that they released with, like, a foil cover and stuff. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> they did, like, a lot of weird stuff. Kind of like. I think well, the one Lashak one I have is that where the 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 uh, playable cover, the playable cover, which oh, is also yeah. a cover song. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, they were on uh, GSL. GSL, which did that kind of crazy kind of stuff. Gold Standard Laboratories Records, which was uh, the guys from uh, the Locust. That was their right. label. Sunny K actually owned that label. Three One G was Three uh, One G was, was Justin uh, Pearson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. But I mean, a lot GSL of the same, a lot of cross pollination San, there. San Diego. Yeah. Um. So here's another band. White belts. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of antics and weird irony with Lashak. Yeah. And I really liked them, but I knew that if I saw them, I'd probably be afraid of them. I got into a fight once with the uh, with the singer ne- uh, with Hot, Hot Rod, Rod Todd. Todd. Yeah, I was at a bar in Long Beach, and this guy just first like, mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, he just kind of like bumped into me a bunch, and I was just like, like you know, lay off and just lay yeah, off. you're a motherfucker, <laughs> like and. Like just we've gone to a tussle and then I I ran because uh, I would have run. I was on his turf. I heard he got yeah. I heard he got stabbed one time, and uh, and like ro- like robbed for some money or something, and then uh, picked himself up and chased the guys down and just beat the shit yeah. out of them. He was a real tall, gangly guy, but just fucking scrappy as all get out. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a uh, even more so the band after that, Neon King Kong. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they, it's just like just nothing but people trying to fuck with them, and then him just punching people in the face. Yeah, like <laughs> if they tried to get near him. What a great band. I wish I had gotten to see either of those bands. I got to see Neon King Kong. I didn't get to see anything until FM Bats, which was like 2005 or oh, something Oh, I didn't like even that. know. I didn't know that yeah. one. Yeah. They were good. They, uh, there's a, a button at El Cid, apparently, that you can hit that makes the curtain come out. And somebody definitely, f- they one of those guys fell onto that button. And it was just like, it was like <laughs> vaudeville or something. <laughs> like slapstick. How ridiculous it was. That's great. 
Uh, uh, so yeah, that was that was. I like the Clit Smashers. All right, <laughs> yeah. Send me that fucking that song, please. Smash. Um, another band with a ridiculous name. Uh, Teenage Meats was another band. Um, that I was also in with Anthony and some other Mean Reds or whatever, and uh, we recorded two songs. And how old was the Clit Smashers? How old were you? Uh, fifteen or sixteen. Nice. And then this, I was like twenty, living in Tucson again. Uh, for whatever reason. Um. Here's that. I also really like this a lot, too. Dang. It's all the other guys. I think we practiced twice and we played one show at Mika Miko. <laughs> and I think Callie was offering to put out a seven inch. Nice. And then nothing ever happened to Yeah, I like that a lot. Oops. All right, no worries. Um, I liked it. I liked it too. Just one other little thing. Oh, I think my mic's up a little bit. Um, I think we're just on higher in the headphones. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I just turned it up a bit. Uh, then I was like trying to play music at home, so I did like little four-track recordings and stuff, which are fun. The timing is all off. There's no drums. It's just yeah. like me and a guitar, which I don't really know how to play. <laughs> so here's like a little bit of that sort of like bedroom pop shit or whatever. <laughs> bedroom pop. Oh, yes, the hum. <laughs> I, I like pick a lyric and I just repeat it for like two and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, I used to just repeat. Like you said, I got really into Pedro Bacardi when I got a, I got that computer in 2006. Yeah, I had GarageBand. That's all I did. I, I think I can probably play a song from that. I kind of stopped when I when I got uh, GarageBand. It was like too easy. I had a four track, like a Tascam four track, for yeah. a long time. And it was like this labor of love thing. Yeah. But once I got a computer and had a garage band, and it's like I could just record as many tra- t- like layers and layers and layers. It just yeah. got way out of. It became like an ELO thing, but I like yeah. wasn't on coke, so it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, let's overproduce the remember, shit out of it. Remember this. dumping tracks where you'd have like you have your things and you had to oh, record yeah. it onto the fourth one so you yes. could free up three. Yeah. Oh man. I didn't do that. I mean, yeah. because it was so much work, I was like, yeah. you know what? <laughs> just four is enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, it's uh, like I I I would always when I would do like Garage Band stuff, um, I would always do my best to just like um, 
not do too many layers because then I would always get lost and I would just keep on going. And yeah. I could do that. And then other stuff I liked in <laughs> it would get, would get fucking, you know, just lost. Let me see if I can find one of the ones I did. Uh, how do I, I don't know this new iTunes. It's the know. worst. Isn't it the worst? <laughs> yeah. How do you make a playlist? I don't even know how to use this shit. I don't know. Does anybody know? <laughs> Callers. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me how to make a playlist on iTunes. Because um, uh, I can't look it up online. No, wait. How do, how do you fucking... Oh, God damn it, iTunes. <laughs> Hashtag what the fuck, iTunes. We'll edit this out. Yeah, Just yeah. search for your name. What would it say? Like, Jonah Ray's computer made this? Oh, it's oh, not... no. Oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. Do you need to update? No. It <laughs> needs to down date. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's one of these. Yeah, there it is. So All this right. was one I uh I like uh I made um with the intention of like swapping out the lyrics for something funnier. Oh yeah. And it was like All and the then time and I then like uh like a girl I was uh, seeing at the time like you know, she she put in some vocals and then like she did like a little keyboard thing in it and then I just like never got around to Aww. redoing it. Uh but yeah, this is the uh, that one I made. <laughs> I did hand clap, so I just distorted this this sound. So yeah, that was a uh, that was like the that was the only song that I actually like will go and actually show anybody. I think <laughs> I thought it was fun and cute. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a uh, enough of this music playing. Let's play some music. All right, <laughs> um, hell yeah. You know, I wonder if there's any. I don't think any of the that old stuff is on. You know, I'm gonna look later. But for now, we're gonna listen to this amazing Apollo Ghost song called "Things You Go Through." Apollo Ghost, a band that uh, Matt Dwyer got me into, and now I am obsessed with. But now they broke up. So hmm. what are you gonna do? Yeah! 
Maybe Cash is better at something than you. We'll see. Get onto a microphone, Neil. I didn't really have anything to say. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> that's why I'm getting tired of podcast. I'm tired of just like fucking spinning these plates. <laughs> Jonah actually Wait, is I plate? spinning plates. Yes, I know. I'm really getting tired. <laughs> yeah, Maybe we'll, if we'll I just stop Neil. spinning the plates and focus on <laughs> yeah, the podcast. Yeah, just focus on the podcast. Just focus on the conversation. Yeah. I you can't and, find yeah. anything in iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I should I should have been going to do something. Empty your yeah. plate hands and you'll find it. <laughs> Damn these plate hands. <laughs> it does take a lot of focus to see <gasps> plates. Uh, it does. It's funny what we were talking about during the song though, about how you when you're kind of like like you said, making your identity about like, oh, this is my band. This is kind of like mm-hmm. where you hang your hat and then you do get caught in this little like nook of like then you know that label and you know that that yeah. label's distributed by this company and yeah. that has two other labels and then you start collecting all those other bands. And I think then- I have a bad habit of doing stuff. And not maybe it's not bad, but like I'm not I don't feel very well rounded in music because I've never been like a record collector or anything. I like pick a band and obsess over that band. Yeah. So I can I can like clearly demarcate the phases that I've gone through with bands in my life. Let's fucking do it. Um, Aerosmith as a kid. That's funny. Our uh, former guest, good friend of ours, Ben Getting, obsessed with Aerosmith. I was so <laughs> obsessed. I was in the fan club one wow. year when w- there's like a year when they make you not make you but let you bring like a you know like a football or like a whatever shows your personality. I brought my fake autographed eight by ten glossy of Aerosmith from the fan club wow. Aero Force One. <laughs> uh, then it was like and pres- that was were you like uh, as far as Aerosmith stuff were you like. Is this like you know the later day Aerosmith stuff or I was into everything. Okay. I like had all these. So I had crazy. Like their first album, but also all that stuff was going on. Yeah, crazy yeah. and crying and all that stuff. Yeah. Like they were on. Uh, They're all the same song. They were on the. Uh, they are the same song. Yeah, yeah they were on. Crazy the, uh, crying when I met you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those videos were huge. That was a big thing. That vi- there was a video game out in the arcade. Revolution X. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You would shoot uh, discs uh, to help Go- save gold uh, records. Were they gold records? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so annoying. Gross. So pompous. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then also they were on the soundtracks to my favorite movies of the time, which were like Mrs. Doubtfire and like <laughs> oh, yeah. It Looks Like Lady and like. And, uh, uh, Armageddon. Ace Ventura. Were they they're, on Ace Ventura? Yeah, yeah, they're in Ace Ventura. I thought that was all like Dead Eye Dick and No, no that no, was Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber right? yeah, yeah, Dumb yeah. and Dumber soundtrack's really good. It's got a uh, fucking green jello. Yeah. Uh, Dead Eye Dick. I was so upset. Oh, yeah, I wasn't fucking... saying Dead Eye Dick was like a 
good thing. Oh, I fucking New Age Girl. I lo- I still love that song. I think it's a great song. Don't like the meat, but she sure likes the bone. She sure liked the bone. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I've got I, a I New Age like... Girl. It's a call and response song. It's really interactive. I got a New Age Girl. Tell us what she's like. I'm a little bit older than you. I was like a fucking sophomore in high school, and I was like, that is so hacky. <laughs> like, that is so. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, it's hacky. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. It's real hacky. You know, the thing is, I always think about it. And I think I, I would touch on it a bit, but like, you pick a band, pick a band, and that's someone's fucking band. And I know yeah. I've talked about it before, but it's like you know, there's some guy that's like, don't get any better than Dead Eye Dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is weird. I think about that in in other terms. Like, it's weird to think that like people fuck to. All kinds of music. <laughs> yeah. My roommate Dan Destructo, who you might have met somewhere in the course of all this uh-huh. stuff uh, back in Pedro, but he would always like listen. He had like he was into electronic music. He wasn't into it, uh-huh. but he would play it when like he had a girl over. It's fuck music. And I was I was like, why do you listen to that stuff? And he's like, it's fuck all night music, Jonah. Oh, <laughs> Gives you a rhythm. You fuck all night. On that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but to think that people are like, oh, I got to turn up the Deftones for this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh, want to. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I never got into them. Uh, so Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Then uh, Presidents of the United States of America. Pusa. I used to have a uh, 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 guitar pick from them that they tossed out at one, uh, Big Melee 2, I think. There were only five strings in that band. The, yeah, five strings yeah. amongst the... Yeah, five amongst, strings that bind them. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then I, I think Sublime happened after that. So hold on, like let's let's sit on a presence United States of America. Real okay, quick. I had, they had the album out. Yeah, and then I bought the one that came after that. Okay, which had like and, Volcano and Mach Five on it. Oh, that's one. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did Mach Five go? I will survive in my Mach Five. Yeah, yeah, and Volcano. Yeah. It's going to blow. Volcano. Basically the same song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've only got five strings. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were working with what they had. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, here's a neat little uh, factoid is uh, old friends, childhood friends with Joel McHale. Those guys? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they do, they like that's why they do the new uh, soup theme. Oh, really? They yeah. do? Oh. I didn't know that. They throw a fe- like some kind of fest every year still. Don't I don't really even know up, if they're up still in a Seattle band. or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that they were like the next. Not that they were like the next thing. Like move over grunge. <laughs> this is Seattle's answer to grunge. But like that was a thing that was allowed to come out next. Remove some notes, grunge. <laughs> yeah. Here's a little footnote in that story. Yeah. Move some strings. Pusa. Pusa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, but then I think uh, so. Then Sublime happened, and that was a long time. And then it got sort of scattered because it was like i started getting into like pop punk and then punk well sublime here's the thing they gave that option to kids it's just like liquid a2 did i think that's the best thing that a band can do yes exactly leave you clues and crumbs and little footnotes and stuff yeah they cover descendants well this is i love that song well that's not there that's the descendants who are the descendants yeah yeah sst oh who are these other bands even now after having listened to sublime for so long i listen to all kinds of music and stuff and i'm like oh this is a thing that they were into and you know whatever yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because he just stole. I mean, <laughs> paid homage, stole whatever. <laughs> to the, so well, much yeah. stuff. So much. Stuff. One of their biggest hits is a Beatles song. They're, I mean, there's it's Lady so Madonna. Ma- they took certain early songs in were, the morning. Yeah, yeah, Lady, yeah. They took so many songs that were fully formed songs and just like made, just changed the lyrics yeah. or whatever. The thing is, I'm I'm gonna give them credit because like the Eels also Eels also had a Lady Madonna, yeah, uh, song on uh, Shooting Nanny. What's the other one? Uh, uh, there's that other 
Beatles song. Ah, fuck it. Never mind. There's one I where am it's the like, walrus. No, and then... I am the walrus. No, the Beatles did it, and then Led Zeppelin did it, and then Green Day did it, and then... Nah, 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 nah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's my yeah, guitar, right. While my guitar gently did it, weeps. Did it, did and it. Yeah. Some Led Zeppelin song. Yeah. And then Green Day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm yeah. sure 30 others. Probably Sublime. Probably. Probably Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the Ataris I was like obsessed with. They came to Hawaii once. Uh, really? Yeah, they came to Hawaii... <laughs> Uh, I would always appreciate. It. They came to Hawaii with the sort of jelly beans. Ooh, fun! Yeah, yeah. They're from Japan, right? No, no, no. no. They're from out here. Is that racist? Then <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, no, you're thinking of a sort of sort of jerry beans. Oh no! <laughs> Where's the button for that? Uh, my volume is down. God damn it! Whoa, it's Whoa, real loud. It's way up. Real loud. Good. Good enough. Real loud. <laughs> and that was a great joke. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> uh, you can you believe me, but don't believe me. Wow. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, it's so easy. You can do it yourself. Just <laughs> R's and L's. It's great. It's great. <laughs> That's lacist. <laughs> now that is a great joke. Everybody. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Uh. Yeah. Atari's then Lashak for a long time. Wow, that's a jump. Well, I don't think it was right after. I mean. I wandered around for a little while. You didn't get into like hardcore or anything like that before heading into La Shock or anything noisier than. It wasn't the next. Th- it's like I got into. I tried a bunch of little bands. I found out that I didn't have to like just punk. I had friends that yeah. were open minded that were like, I listened to Neil Young and NWA. Yeah. And they took me actually to a show at Chain Reaction. Oh, wow. And, and then I was like, everything changed. They signed me to go see The Locust. Pattern, the stitches, and fast forward. Holy shit! Yeah, that's a fucking crazy lineup. I didn't understand any of it. I was like so confused, and I was like, I don't think I like this. Well, stitches, those guys were fucking dicks. Um, <laughs> they're just like they. I'm sure they were like you know the age I am now, even younger, but they looked like fifty year olds playing. Yeah, they're still playing. Yeah, yeah, I got one of their records. It's really good punk. It's yeah, really good like you know like they're really into the bus and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but then um, the pattern. Yeah, they were great. They the were peaches. Um, the peaches. They came to Hawaii. I Later, love them. there was a. I was obsessed with the peaches. The peaches were wild. great. Um, real sassy. Yeah. Uh, Again, bratty sort of. Yeah, you know, snotty sure. punk. Yeah, they definitely. were so good. But Such like Rop from the Peaches was originally in a band called Rice. Yes, uh, early lookout band called Rice. Are you and making it, another Rice? Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they were like it was like you know. I, I think I still have that record, uh, but it's like the idea. It was just this hardcore band, and they had like a, just a trumpet just there to make noise, <laughs> and like all the stuff was like, "You will believe in rice. Rice compels you." It was just all about how rice was going to take over the world. That sounds like almost the rhetoric of like fast forward. In a way. Oh, know, really? It was, it I was, can't remember fast forward too well. You know, Kundo. Yeah, it was Kundo's like thing where you almost look like a Klansman or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just very like stirring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There but, is a little bit of me sometimes when I'm looking when I'm looking through records. I'm like, oh, the Mentors. I should get this. You know what? I don't like the Mentors. Yeah, yeah. They're more of a band that just like it's like ah, they were a band. They're they were sweating. crazy. <laughs> um, what was I? Ah, fuck. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, so we came out of Le Shock. Oh yeah. Yeah. And into um, Locust. No. Uh, <laughs> wait. Um, the Locust though uh, was this like when they were in their crazy outfits, or was this when they were still just dressing like hipsters? I like that Cat Seven Inch the best. Yeah. But when they were like in crazy outfits, I saw them like ten times. Yeah. 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 I saw them um, a couple times in the Bay Area. Uh, I saw them at like a 
record store on Mission Street Records, and I also saw like yeah. Gilman Street. That's like, where they do the business. We have a weekly show here, the business on Thursdays, but it's a branch off of the one in San Francisco, which yes. is at the old Mission Records. Oh, it is. Which is now the dark room. Oh shit! I had no idea it was there. Really, the people that are listening to this are going to love hearing about all. Yeah, this. I know. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Well, they've come to realize that this show isn't for them. I couldn't. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't really get into hardcore. Almost like it was just too slow. Too too tough. Yeah. I had to have like uh, something either like funny or kind of like fey or sensitive about it. Yeah. So the kind of, I mean, maybe I was just more into screamo than I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it sounds like, like it. I mean, but like, yeah, there was some like, you know, like power violence was uh, kind of up your alley with it. Just like, you know, I guess spaz might have been too tough for you. Well, they were just like... Goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I Devola? hate myself. Do you remember and... Devola? No, I never heard that. Oh, yeah. Swing singer sounds like fucking Miss Piggy. Oh. I like that. It's great. I actually have some tracks on that that uh, that thing right there. Uh, yeah, plug that in, uh, Adam. Pull up the iTunes and pull up Devola. It's okay because like the songs are fucking you know fifteen seconds. Yeah, but like um, the Blood Brothers, I really liked. Devola. It just like wasn't you know it's like hardcore, but for me, <laughs> yeah, D E V O L A Devola. Um, yeah, like uh, actually, um, I was in a band and we played with the Blood Brothers. Um, it, like it was run for your fucking life blood brothers and us uh what was, what was your band oh we're called quarterhead okay uh we just did one tour and we actually ended up like kind of being near bands or like yeah like yeah party of helicopters so i was obsessed with party of helicopters blood brothers played at this crazy motor um, speedway in el paso so just play the first track i guess <laughs> Cool. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Bands like that, I could, I just could never get into because it was just like... But you said you like The Locust, right? Really, just that Cat 7-inch. Oh, like, okay. I would go see them the and stuff because they were fun to go see live. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that song, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's uh, how you have to describe bands like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know the part that's like... Yeah. Yeah. Backwood side one. Um... All right, cool. Well, let's take a break with okay. the with the song, <laughs> and uh, it's like twelve bar blues. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's play uh, "Submarines" by Scare Chaka. I love this song. Oh, <laughs> 
Submarines by Scared of Chaka. You know who uh, the Shins' former band, Flake Music, did a cover of that song, and it was very good. Um, you know, I you've seen this how you have kind of a, like a you know punk background, mm-hmm. and, and with your aspirations in comedy, do you find any cor- you know correlation between like you know your ideals or your your expectations? I think I'm afraid of money because <laughs> yeah. of coming I'm it, it I it's so naive and it sounds ridiculous but like uh I just expect to not get paid for anything. I know it's like foolish like to not even get like gas money or something but I yeah. just expect to never get paid and like never think to ask almost and I just feel weird about it. It just was made to seem like a dirty thing to care about at all. Yeah. Even though you needed like food money and gas money or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just like, uh, I'll just like plug away at this forever and like have a day job, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, that is, it, it is an odd thing. And, you know, I've talked about it a bunch where it's just those, you know, those fleeting moments of, you know, like don't do it for the money, you know, don't sell out. Don't, yeah. you know, like uh, do it because you want to. And, you can do all that stuff and, you know, uh, you know, don't compromise your, you know, your stuff. But like, you know, like I never thought I'd be a guy that would be in a commercial. Yeah. But now, I mean, I do think about stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I've gone on a few little like commercial auditions and stuff and I'm like, wait, if I did this commercial, this commercial is basically like just stereotypes, like racist stereotypes. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, do I do the yeah. thing? I, mean, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm waiting for that call. Yeah, there's a, there's a, you know, there's been stuff I've done because of like you know, the bank commercials where I go like, well, you know, Microsoft is, you know, like Bill Gates is like an amazing philanthropist. Like, you know, he gives yeah. a lot of money to a lot of great causes. And, yeah. You know, and they're always... Microsoft is usually like on you know the top of list as far as like how they treat their employees and mm-hmm. you know you don't hear about anybody. <laughs> Those were all fucking great points. <laughs> You've made them before with the great sound. Have I? Yeah. See, that's the thing about podcasting. I'm fucking <laughs> jibber jabbering to a bunch of fucking assholes and all the time. And you know it. what? Most people repeat things they've said before if they're if the slightest bit interesting to them. <laughs> I repeat stuff all the time. John knows that. Yeah, exactly. It drives me crazy. Yeah. But me, <laughs> as a professional sayer of things, yeah. I should be allowed to just repeat stuff. I hate fucking podcasting so much. To be fair, I don't know if you said it on the podcast, but you've said it to me. Oh, I'm oh sorry. well, Jesus! Now <laughs> yeah. you're really going. Well, I'm just backtracking because now I'm realizing that maybe it was my fault. I'm being honest and open about that because we have that kind of relationship. This thing is. Really you have a guest in your, today. John, you have a guest in your pockets right now. Just don't see how much you hate podcasting. No, 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 no. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Doesn't mean I hate anyone in here or the. Or the no, fans I understand. Listening. This hasn't changed your mind. Yeah, I totally get it. I can change him. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I came here. Yeah. Um, But uh, but yeah, it's like you know, are there any of those ideals that you you know feel that you're going to hold on to? I mean, I'd like to hope that I don't become a piece of shit. But like you know, it's just like you do you hope to uh, become big and famous, or do you hope to just make a living off of doing comedy? I just want to be good at it. Yeah. That's really all I think of. And I, I almost feel like that's almost naive in a way because I am just like, 
you know what? I'll just work in a coffee shop forever. It's okay. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't give me any money for anything. Yeah. And, uh, but you're and people to are make, happy to not do that. But you're yeah. starting to make money off of, like, it's like you're opening up for Pete. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Pete doesn't pay him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, I make a little bit of money off that. I go occasionally on the road with him. Uh, and then, you know, ideally, oh, hopefully, uh, I'll be, we'll get to work on Pete's show. And yeah. I'll be writing on Pete's show. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, with stand up though, just like on my own, I kind of think about like, w- will I be making any money? If will I do something where Pete's not involved and I'm making money? <laughs> that I don't know. I have no idea. What that's <laughs> that like. I have no clue. I have no clue. Um, um, yeah, that's a you know that's. I'd say you know coming from a guy that has a you know similar situation or has had it like you know, don't you know don't, don't like you know fight it you know yeah because. As far as, you know, I'm concerned, like, you know, I know you like, you know, you're Pete's friend and also you open up for Pete and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like, you know, no one, I don't think anyone goes, oh, Pete's guy. You know, everyone considers you just a... a I do worry a, about that sometimes. Yeah. And I know it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's hard not legitimate. to. I mean, I moved here to work on the show and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then, and then I meet a lot of people like through Pete, like how would I meet a lot of, you know, I don't know, the yeah. people, certain people that he knows or it's like, it would be a while before I met them on my own. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> and then I just... Uh, it's hard not to be like, just like silent in the corner, you know, around certain people. I'm like, yeah. Oh, hi. You're <clears throat> serious. Okay. Oh, I'll just, yeah. <laughs> but you're a comic. You're five years deep, you know? Yeah. But then I'm also in my head, I'm like, I'm just comic. I'm only five years deep. I mean, what are they? Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, hard not to be like, it's like, you know, I was, I was like a year and you know, less, I was months in before I was like thrown into situations where I'm like, I don't belong here. Yeah. That's gotta a, be, wait, did you start? You started here. I started here. here. Yeah. That's yeah. gotta be, I mean, but maybe that, maybe that desensitizizes way. you in a way that uh, I wasn't ready for where it's well, like, no. I, I have been doing it for five years, but it's like, Oh, I meet other people and I'm not supposed to act like they're, I feel like they're above me. I'm not supposed to like put them on a pedestal. Yeah. It's, but the, be careful with the, uh, you know, like, Oh, I don't know if I belong in this room yeah. or something. Cause that's a, that's a poison that's infected me. Like, you know, I've held on, held on to that since I started mm-hmm. because like, you know, I was a few months in and like, you know, we were already working on a pilot, right? Yeah. The offensive show. And like, you know, it's like, it's Scott Ackerman and BJ Porter and Matt Besser and Jerry Swartz. Minor and Nick Swartz and, mm-hmm. Um, and Brian Posehn and like you know, like, and me and Jonah, and yeah, <laughs> and me and Neil, yeah, and sucking our thumbs, yeah, just like it's like oh fuck, and then the not feeling deserving of it was um was a like really just a fucking you know cancer in me, yeah, and it and it lasts to this day. Like it's like you know I'm hanging out with someone that you know, like it's like I'll be talking to people who don't you know. Having even done like you know a, a TV spot yet, I'd be like, no, oh, these guys are fucking. I don't want like yeah. they're so fun. Like it's just like I because of those early feelings, I've just degraded myself in yeah. every every aspect. Did it negatively affect your guys's tenure on the show, or like uh, not? I'm not saying like did you guys get fired. I'm just saying like was it? Well, the show never got picked up. The show never got picked up. But we were there, we were there kind of like as a just for like a week though. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but. But it was like, you know, it was just because they wanted to have us in there. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just but like feeling like should it, we should have just gone in and, you know, owned it. And we did. They, I mean, they separated us, too. They didn't, we, yeah. we were never in the same like. It's so weird. Room. Even when somebody tries to do something nice for you, just then you can find a way to spin it if you're like prone to that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? Somebody does something nice for you and then you go, 
Uh, well, everybody's just, just going to see, like, oh, this guy's just getting a favor. Yeah. I didn't earn it. That's how I felt when I, when I was found out about the half hour. Yeah. I got a, <laughs> I, like, I got a half hour. I was like, no, oh, it's just because I actually did Jonas guy. calls to have that happen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just, like, the, my reaction was like, well, that guy, that Jonas guy at Comedy Central, like, you know, likes me as a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, you know, my friends, of course, go, that they, but that's maybe true, but that's not how it happens. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make a difference. Yeah. 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 That's true. That it doesn't make a difference. I don't know. I guess sometimes I'm like, I want to be talented. I don't want to be lucky. But I guess like having both is a possibility, and like that's a good place to be too. It's about being talented and and having those lucky moments, you know, come yeah. at you. It's a uh, what's the uh, the phrase? It's a uh, opportunity meets um, preparation. Luck. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. There it is. That's beautiful. That's a great note. To it's can, I, can we go back in time and that's what I'll send you on MySpace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a, a cat. But you picture. have to attribute it yeah. to Robert Evans, notorious yeah. cokehead and rapist. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Alleged. Did I care? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to make the picture. Uh, all right. That was, a, that was a good show. Yeah. 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 Energy up. I want to thank... <laughs> I wanna thank Whoa, I want to thank our guest, Chris Thayer. Chris can be found on Twitter, at Chris Thayer Says. Um, he's a very funny comic. Uh, what's uh, that? Tour dates. Tour dates. Shows in L.A. also at thisischristhayer.com. Thisischristhayer.com. And here in L.A., we do our show every Thursday at the Lyric Hyperion Theater called The Business. You weren't there when I was there. I am sorry. It's okay. Neither was anybody else. Oh, and that's why we need the listeners to come. Don't degrade my show, Jonah. Uh, we want the listeners. Yeah. Um, it's a great show. It's in Silver Lake. It's uh, got, you got Sean O'Connor. Yes. You got... Uh, Beth Stelling. Beth Stelling. Chris Garcia. Chris Garcia. And myself. You. Regulars on the show. And then we have great guests like Jonah. Hey. Whether or not there's an audience. Whoa, whoa. Um, but thanks uh, for listening to Jonah Radio. Check out any of the bands that you liked on the show. Be sure to seek them out. Tell them that you like them. Buy their stuff. Uh, go to warbyparker.com with the promo code Jonah, and you can get your free expedited shipping. J-O-N-A-H. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cash, I hope you feel like a piece of shit if you've even listened to this. You probably did. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. Right? Does he listen to it? I don't know. Do you? No. Neither do I. <laughs> I probably won't. You don't even listen to this show. <laughs> I listened to it to see what to expect when I was like, come on. Which one did you listen to? Uh, I listened to the Marin episode okay. a while ago, and okay. then I listened to a little bit of um, Georgia and Allie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, last week. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, be sure to uh, do that, and then um, <laughs> be sure to keep on tuning in. Maybe I won't quit by the time next week rolls around. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, We're going to end the show now with um, a song called Saratoga. Santeria? Santeria. I ain't got no crystal bow wow. I had a million dollars, but you know what? Spent it all. (laughs) Uh, Saratoga by the Soft Pack from their album Strapped. I highly recommend it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Sorry for the first episode.
Now leaving Nerdist.com. 